I'm an executive tycoon, an executive craze, caught up in the web of corporate names, with a handshake gallus and a dolphin's thumb, a bar school book and a digital Good evening, pool fans from across the United States and around the world. You are listening to American Billiard Radio. It is May 1st. May Day, May Day. It is May 1st, 2014. And my name is Mr. Bond. Welcome to another great show. It's um, a busy time for a pool. We've got the World Snooker Championships going on as we speak. Don't know if you're a snooker fan or not, but uh, that is guaranteed to be some great action going on there. Um, we're going to be talking with Mike DeShane. And, of course, my first guest for today is uh, Dr. Dave himself. But first, wanted to let you know a little bit more information about some new stuff that we have going on. Uh, as I mentioned last week, we will soon be featuring a, a new segment called Q-Talk. That will be produced by Ricky Bryant. Uh, it's going to be really nice to be talking with some uh, Q makers and Q uh, collectors and repairmen. That promises to be really good. Uh, we have also um, talked to Steve Anderson of the U.S. Billiard Association. And he's going to be giving us some great interviews once a month from some various uh, international carom game players. Just cannot... Uh, tell you how excited we are uh, to get some more exciting segments involved and of course pool time radio is back daryl smith and todd ward had been producing uh, a show prior uh, to now called pool time uh, down in kansas city and for various reasons they had to stop doing what they were doing for a while but now they are uh, back and we're proud to say that you will be able to pick up their show here uh, on AmericanBilliardRadio.com starting on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday night, and every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock. So we encourage everybody to tune in and listen to that. Uh, it's um, certainly going to be a fun show to listen to. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll get some more uh, local people to do uh, various shows from around the country, too. That would be uh, a really a boon to the industry uh, to get that communication and that information out there. So if you are thinking about it, you know, maybe that's something that you should uh, look into. And which brings us to the eyewitness news. Uh, we will be posting it up, the information on this, hopefully um, by this weekend. We'll be able to put the number up there for you guys to use it. But the eyewitness news program works like this. We will set up the phone line, a phone number that you can call, and it is connected to a an online-based recording system where you can call from anywhere and do interviews or give news reports, and that recording will immediately be placed in an online database where we can retrieve it, and we will be able to either use it in the show or feature it by itself. And uh, as we mentioned last week, that it will hopefully give us an opportunity to get some more coverage of the different events that are going on and some of the things that are happening around the country that we not that we cannot necessarily cover by ourselves. So 
we have a lot of, of new stuff going on and we're really excited about the expansion. So we hope that you'll stick around and, uh, and, and take advantage of some of that. So without further ado, uh, we will get on to uh, talking to Dr. Dave. Um, Dr. Dave is a professor out at uh, University of Colorado, or should I say Colorado State, and uh, I know I'm going to mess this up, so you'll have to forgive me, um, but his work speaks for itself. He's been the author of the Illustrated Principles of Pool and Billiards, uh, a comprehensive DVD series, the Encyclopedia of Pool Shots, the Video Encyclopedia of Pool Practice, the Billiard University Instructional DVD series. I mean, this guy has more going on than... Uh, than Bill Clinton and his uh, and his interns, really busy guy has done a lot for uh, furthering the information aspect of the game, the secret things, the things that are not well understood or not seen normally. Um, this is the guy that will take those pieces of the puzzle and and tear them apart and tear them apart and tear them apart down to the very basics until we truly understand what's going on, and uh, you know. There's just not a lot of people out there that are willing to put that kind of dedication into it. So uh, I would uh, would say that uh, he is outstanding in his own field. There's nobody else that does quite the same thing that Dr. Dave does. So we've decided to talk to him a little bit more about uh, why it is that he does what he does and uh, some various things going on. He's got uh, the uh, summer boot camp. Billiard University Summer Boot Camp coming up, and uh, now he's offering actually to uh, match donations to the Billiard Education Foundation. So uh, let's see what he has to say about all of that. So how are things going for you out there in Colorado, Dave? Oh, I love it. It's a, it's a great environment to live. Uh, you know, I'm an outdoorsy kind of person, and we have so much stuff to do here with biking and hiking and skiing and fishing and everything you can think of outside. So it's a, it's a great place, and I love it. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous. We live in the in the in the flat Midwest over here, and there's uh, I think the uh, the tallest mountain uh, in this area is one of the local landfills. So <laughs> I hear that it's not. Well, I grew uh, up I grew up in, in New Orleans, so I know what I know what flat is. Ah, and you know what flat and you know what mud is in that case. And, and humidity. And mosquitoes. You got it. Yeah, I grew up uh, for a while in uh, South Texas where we had mosquitoes big enough to, to carry away your children if you didn't pay attention, man. I hear that. Well, um, tell us if you could, for those of us that uh, uh, don't follow Dave around everywhere he goes, how did you get involved in your technical approach to pool in the begin with How, what got you started on this stuff sure well uh, in my day job I'm a, I'm a professor of mechanical engineering mm-hmm. at Colorado State University and so I teach mechanical engineers how to design machines and analyze machines and uh, all those machines are moving around and there's a lot of physics involved with that and in some of the classes, I would I would often use pool examples to help them visualize certain types of you know physics motion or physics effects, and and it was cool because everybody could relate to pool, and it was fun because I always liked pool. Um, 
and uh, in the in the uh, mid to mid mid to late nineties, I uh, spent a year in Washington D.C. like on a sabbatical kind of thing, and I was there alone, and I decided to join a pool league, and there were some really great players in the league, and I uh, just really really increased my passion for the for the sport, and I uh, bought a bunch of books, a bunch of videos, read and watched everything I could find. I talked to these great players every week and took a bunch of notes. Every time I learned something, I'd write it down and I stuck them all in these folders. And uh, you know, honestly, a lot of the stuff I read and watched, I was I was disappointed because they would say stuff wrong all the time from, right. from a physics perspective. Yeah, and that's yeah. hard for that's hard for a professor to accept. <laughs> <you know>? Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want stuff to be I want stuff to be correct, and you know, even though they they got their point across, sometimes they they used the wrong words or you know used some language that was misleading, you know, to someone that knows the physics. So, right. so that's when I thought, oh, I should write a book. I had this folder full of all these ideas, and the folder was literally an inch thick. And uh, so that's when I decided to start writing the book, and then and then that led to video projects with different people. I worked with Tom Ross on the Video Encyclopedia of Pool Shots, and worked with Bob Jewett on the Video Encyclopedia of Pool Practice. Those are each five DVD sets, so those are, those were epic projects, and mm-hmm. uh, very proud of those. Sure. And uh, and then I you know over the years I, I built up my website uh, thebilliards.colostate.edu, you know where I provide all these free resources and all the high-speed, super slow-motion video I filmed over the years and all the articles I write for Billiards Digest. I just uh, include all that stuff on there and, and link to everything I can find on the Internet. And I uh, look forward to continuing to, to build that resource for people. No, and it really is a great resource. Um, as we were uh, just talking about earlier, um, I don't think that there's anywhere else on the planet uh, that people could go for some of that information. It's, it's truly an impressive uh, uh encyclopedia that you have of information and uh and you deserve some props for for putting in uh, the time and effort to do that um and you know you're right a a billiard and physics they, they go together it's funny how you can even just inadvertently go online and see so many different uh examples of physics problems or physics concepts being described through the reactions of pool balls from one to exactly. another and all that other kind of stuff. That's amazing. And it's, because, it's because everybody can relate to pool. Even if they haven't played, you know, you know everyone's seen it or know what it is. So that's that's why the physics instructors, you know, in high schools and colleges like to, like to use pool examples. And a lot of the stuff I provide on my site is more technical for those type of people. Sure. You know, sure. I, have, I have math and physics proofs of a lot of the principles of pool. And, and you know they're not for everybody to look at. Only people that you know that understand advanced math and physics. And, right, and so the, right. the, the instructors they, they use my stuff quite a bit too. Now, do you? Billiards. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, physics instructors. Sure, sure. Do you have a? Um, I don't know what you would a, a favorite sort of aspect or a favorite thing that you like to do when it comes to this kind of stuff. Uh, in terms of the physics or. Well, um, or, yeah. well, when it comes to um, relaying information that is related to uh, the technicalities of uh, pool physics, what do you like? You no, know, I like, yeah, I, I like, I like, I like all aspects of it. I love, I love doing the uh, the mathematical proofs. You know, applying everything I've learned through all that schooling I went through. Mm-hmm. I like that part. I love the the high speed video. Uh, you know, that allows you to, to visualize stuff in super slow motion. That. It creates these insights you can't you can't develop without seeing it actually happening. Sure, I love that part. You know, I love writing the articles for Billiards Digest, where I try to take 
sometimes complicated stuff and present it in a way where you know anybody can understand it. That 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 I consider one of the biggest challenges of uh, what I do because you know I, uh, you know my, my you know that takes a lot of that takes a lot of work <laughs> to describe because I'm used to explaining complicated stuff at the university right, right to my, my to my engineering students. And so it takes some skill, and, and, and it's taken a lot of years of me learning, you know, how do you present stuff in a simple way where anybody can understand it and actually relate to it and, and right. want to use it. And that, that's what I try to do every month. Exactly, exactly. The layman's term, so to speak, you know. Exactly, exactly, with good visuals, you know, and illustrations. Sure, sure. Do you uh, get a chance to play much yourself? I do, especially uh, in the last... Two years or so, I've, I've dedicated a lot of time to practicing. I, I probably never had never done that before. You know, I've always played, and I've been in a league, uh, in a local league, for about uh, about seven years or so. And but more recently, I've been trying to practice. You know, a little bit every day. I have a table at home, which makes it easier. Sure. And I practice with my team at least once a week. We we put in long long sessions, like you know, like four to five hour sessions. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's exciting to you know, try to develop improve my skill in the game, which I've always uh, wanted to do. So. Which, in fact, I've always looked forward to retirement. That's one. That's one thing I look forward to retirement <laughs> for. To have all that extra time, right? To improving that skill. Yes, play more that's, pool. Exactly. What's your favorite game, or do you have a favorite game? I love eight ball on a bar box. Okay. okay. I just love it because I love this a lot. A lot of strategy. Sure. You know, shot making's not not that that big of a concern, uh, and you know, so I'm not I'm not the best shot maker. You know, I miss shots in those big tables, but. On a bar box, you expect to make every shot. You know, if you have if you have an opening, and, sure. and it's more about finesse, more about finesse and strategy and, and, mm-hmm. and cue ball control, which I, which I feel is my best skill. No, I do too. I also like it. I'm not a. I mean, don't get me wrong. I play whenever and wherever I can. So it doesn't really ultimately matter to me which table it's on. But if I had a preference, um, I don't shoot on bar boxes. If if there's something else bigger to to shoot on. But sure. that being said, though, some of the best, most fun that I've ever had was just playing eight ball in a bar box with some friends, you know, where it's just you just exactly. I do it too, out of enjoyment. Um, you know, it's fun to win, obviously, but the game itself is fun for me. So I don't sweat too much, uh, you know, the pocket size or the table size and to the point where I just become a pool snob and say, no, I'm not going to play on a bar box or something. But exactly. Another thing I like about the bar box is that, you know, once you get to a certain level, you you expect to run every rack. You would, <laughs> That's yeah, cool. You would hope That's so. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you don't you don't so. do it, but you still you still <laughs> strive for that. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a hope. There's a glimmer of hope that you can run every rack, and I kind of like that aspect of it. Sure. Yeah. No, this is very true. Um, well, let me tell you. Um, well, no, I won't even go into all that. I was going to tell you a bar box story, but this is not about me. It's about you. So <laughs> we'll save that for a different day. Um, how about if you tell us a little bit about uh, your summer camp, Billiard University summer camp coming up? Yeah, uh, this July. It's an annual event. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm the dean of the Billiard University, which is which basically it's a collection of instructors. And we've provided these. We've provided these playing ability exams, sort of like the PAT system, mm-hmm. um, that 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 uh, can assess a player and, and, and rate you. We have a rating system, and that's all for free on our on the website. It's uh, billiarduniversity.org. We have all the uh, you know handouts and video demonstrations and everything somebody needs to, to take the exams. And 
and to evaluate yourself and to see where your weak areas are. That's that's the main point. You know, we wanted these tools to be available to instructors and players to assess their game and identify where they need help and to give them and to provide drills that help you improve those skills that you're that you're lacking. Right. And so anyway, you know, one thing we do is we get a few other instructors or the uh, the, the, the BU instructors together and, and do this annual boot camp and. This year, it's myself and Randy Russell, who co-founded the, the BU with me, and Sam Dieppe, who was on your program a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And, um, and we're doing it in Denver uh, at Felt, where, where Sam is the, uh, is the pool pool person, organizes all pool stuff at, that, at, the, at, the, at the facility. And we're looking forward to it. We already have, uh, we already have quite a few people signed up, and we still have some spots available. And, uh, yeah, we're looking, looking forward to a fun event. I particularly look forward to working with Sam for the first time because she has so much enthusiasm and dedication to the sport and, and so much positive energy. I, you know, it's, I look forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. She's a very positive person. And, Definitely. Uh, and I have a lot of respect for her because of her dedication to the, uh, the youth programs. I, I just uh, I can't say enough about that. Um, it's, it's just so important. Um, and it's so rewarding. You know, I... We could just do a whole show about that by itself, I guess, if we really wanted to. But let me uh, take a real quick break. And um, when we come back, we will talk a little bit more about your um, fundraising proposition for the Billiard Education Foundation. Sounds good. I look forward to it. All right, everybody, and we're back, and I'm talking with uh, Dr. Dave Alciatore, or as the Italians say it, Alciatore. <laughs> Did I get that Alciatore. right? Alciatore. 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 You got to get the chia. The CIA is chia, uh, okay. like a chia pet. Alciatore. All right. All right. Close there you to go. That's better. Getting better. All right. I won't get assassinated for that. Um, we were just talking about the Billiard University and uh, your summer uh, boot camp. Uh, is that say the boot camp summer camp? Yeah, it's what we call it the the BU summer school boot camp. Big long name. Summer school boot camp. Now, yes. uh, when that's all done, do they get uh, a cap and gown and uh, a, a nice little, you know, diploma? Oh, that's funny you mention that because I, I actually wear my 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 academic cap and gown because I'm the dean of the the university. <laughs> And after after our program, we actually do award diplomas to the people who who reach our our, our levels required to get those diplomas. Okay. And that, that's one of the missions of the BU is to encourage people to work hard on these on these exams, these playing ability exams, and and track their ability over time and skills over time. And if they reach certain levels, they can actually uh, achieve a bachelor's, master's, or doctorate of pool. That's kind of one of the main missions Ooh. of the BU to to offer these diplomas to help encourage people and. And to reward them for their effort. Sure, sure. And we do, and we do award those to our students, the ones that that reach the necessary levels. Awesome. No, that's great. I think it's a great way to to uh, to challenge yourself, um, to improve on a uh, what's it called a uh, a legitimate system 
um, rather than just, you know, um, okay, I went through page five of the book or, you know, I mean, there's, <laughs> yeah. you know, measurable, real tangible uh, things to be uh, to be had and to be measured and, and results. So it's a good thing. And I like that. Yes. And I like that everything we do on the BU has an academic theme because you know, I teach at a university. So I like, you know, it's the exact same model as the university, the way we set it up. Awesome. Which I like. Oh, that's yep. great. That's great. And it's unique. I don't think, uh, like I said, I don't think anybody, anybody else is is uh, spending the time and effort to do, to do that kind of stuff. So once again, you're you're the trailblazer, Dave. That's what it is. You're well, I appreciate it. Thanks. Setting new standards. Well, I enjoy it. It's, uh, you know, it's just uh, allows me to, you know, put my passion towards useful stuff. That's, that's my goal. I want, I want to develop stuff that other people can use. Yeah, absolutely. And it certainly doesn't help, or excuse me, it certainly doesn't hurt uh, knowledge never hurt anybody. I can promise you that. <laughs> now, um, tell us a little bit about uh, your fundraising challenge for the uh, Billiard Education Fund and how that works. Yeah, well, it's the Billiard Education Foundation. Oh, I said that wrong. I'm sorry. That's fine. But they, uh, you know, they, it's, uh, we mentioned it briefly before the break, how Sam's involved with that, you know, and and it's a tough job. You know, it's so hard to get money from, from people, you know, especially in the pool industry. Yeah. But it's such a great, such a great cause, you know, supporting our juniors. They're, they're the future of pool. Right. And and the Junior Nationals event tournament where, you know, juniors from around the country can can qualify and, and compete and, and get a national title. That's just, that's just so great. Mm-hmm. And we have to, we have to keep this going and it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of money and effort to do that. And so, I do whatever I can to help support the BEF because I just think it's a great cause. Uh, so then they, they put on this na- the junior national tournament. They also sponsor uh, winners to go to the to the world nationals. They also provide scholarships. And again, that all that stuff takes money, and yeah. uh, it's a difficult job. So every year, I uh, on AZ Billiards, the main forum, uh, I post a, a thread where I, I offer to match uh, up to five hundred dollars uh, from from AZB user contributions. And each of the last two years, we did we did uh, maximize my match, so we raised over a thousand dollars each year so far, and awesome. and I hope we can you know do even better this year. That's great. So I, I put the challenge out there, you know, basically you know saying you know support this great cause and, and help spend my money. <laughs> some people some people like supporting the cause, some people like spending my money. So either way, whatever it takes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we want to we want to help out the BEF as much as possible. And, and again, it's on azbilliards.com, the uh, the main forum. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a thread. If you search for BEF or just look for it in the main page, uh, you'll see it. And, and yeah, if you're out, if you're AZB AZB user out there, and I know there's a bunch of you out there, uh, click on the thread and and give up some money, even if it's only five bucks. Right. You know, no, seriously. No, you're right. That's it. Just five bucks because um, that is way more than zero. Exactly. And I think that everybody, um, I think everybody has something to gain by um by promoting the youth you know what i mean that they are um like you said obviously the future of the game but it's more than that um i think that uh the up-and-coming generations of players if we take the time to give them a good platform and a good education with it what we will end up with in, in several years from now is a a um a higher minimum standard of play and player they will uh, exactly. a lot. They will have a, a lot uh, higher respect for the game, a, a lot more respect for each other, a lot more respect for the industry that they come up 
in when they know that people around them and the businesses and the other patrons are supporting them as well, rather than feeling like, oh, I just like to play pool and I'm by myself, you know? That's a great summary, Dave. I think, yeah, in a nutshell, you, you, you just said, you said the most important stuff. <laughs> and, you know, it also feels good to, to work with the youth and see them, how enthusiastic they are and, and how, sure. you know, uh, you know, when they, when they feel that support, they you can see it in their face, how, you know, how, how happy mm-hmm. makes them and how proud they are. And it's just, that's just great to see. It really and, is. And as, as, as has been evidenced in, in recent Moscone cups, <laughs> mm. we need some youth. We need some youth that is, that is, that is encouraged and developed and trained and, right. you know, <laughs> right. and, and excels that excels at a national level to get them up into this place where someday they can become our, our new leadership, uh, you know, worldwide. Absolutely. Right. And, I mean, that's, yes, and you just summed it up really well, too, that there's really not any better cause than that. So uh, I encourage everybody to, in any way possible, you know, even if it's just telling somebody that's a junior player, good job, you know, keep it up, do whatever you can. Uh, I mean, obviously money helps, too, but uh, just being supportive, period, I think is uh, the, the, the first step that anybody can take, anybody anywhere can take, so... We can bring it down let to me that. point out if, if people are or people are not familiar with AZ Billiards, they should if they're not because it's a great site. But if they're not users then, and they still want to contribute, they can go directly to the BEF website. You know, the address is uh, billiardeducation.org. So please uh, please consider that if you're out there listening and decide to uh, instead of spending that five bucks on a drink tonight or instead of losing some money gambling with somebody you know that's going to beat you. <laughs> Just go to the BEF website and, and uh, help out the juniors. Right. There you go. And then you know the money is not lost. It is. Uh, there, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can, you know, make a joke out of it and say, hey, I lost money to a, to a college player, you know, and boom. There you go. All right, yeah, whatever, Dave. It takes, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. All right. You know, it kills me. How it kills me at the pool hall. I see people all the time that are, that, you know, saying they have trouble with finances and they're, they're waiting for the next check. And then they're they're drinking all night long. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. buying all this crappy food. Right. You know they're they spent a lot of money on on, on the pool on table time. And yes. then they say they don't have any money. You yeah. know, they just they just blew hundred they just blew hundred bucks that night. <laughs> yeah. Or they I'll take that hundred. Right. Or they're shooting with like a five thousand dollar cue and and uh, you know. No, you're yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, it's it's just that simple. You know, save your table time from one night and donate it to, to let some college players play. And uh, I think that uh, the karma will be in, returned. If it's one in ten, if just one in ten people did that, uh, the BEF would you know would have a great would have a great uh, resource. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is very true. And there's so many players. You know, people talk frequently um, in bad ways about the pool industry. Um, and let me tread carefully the way I say this because I don't want it to be taken wrong before I even begin. When I say that people say bad things, I'm not talking about other people. There's people believe that pool is dying and that it's not going here and it's not going there. Now, to a certain extent, there's certain things about that statement that are true. There's organizational issues that we have, sure. But the, mm-hmm. but the number of players is not going away anytime soon. There are millions and millions of pool players across this country. And there are tournaments and events literally every single day. If, sure. And you, people still like to have pool tables in their home. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely true. So it's yes. not like this is something that's just going to fade away like, you know, parachute pants. 
they, <laughs> people will always play pool. That's just the way that it is. So uh, to the naysayers out there, don't be like that. Be supportive, not exactly. negative. Yeah, it's a great game, and, you know, it, it just has so much appeal. And, right. and what I love about pool is that you can anybody at any age can play it. Right. And and you can have a great time even if you can't play. <laughs> even if yeah. you've never played before. Even if you've never played before, you can enjoy the game. That's right. not true of a lot of sports. This is very golf, true. Golf comes to mind. Golf comes to mind. <laughs> it yeah. can be very frustrating and very difficult until you get to a certain level. But uh, pool is fun for everybody. Right. And, and you can have people of mixed skills all together playing and, and still having a great time. Right. That's, uh, that's what I love about it. Well, no, just like you said, unlike golf, you can't change the game of golf and, and uh, turn it into something that it's not. Whereas in pool, there are so many different games that, like you said, there's something in it for everybody. You can play long, complicated games, or you can play short, quick games. You can play, you know, they're, they're all there. It runs the whole gamut. So exactly. um, it's just a beautiful thing. And uh, I think I'm preaching to the choir at this point. But <laughs> anyway. I love how... Uh... I love how young kids respond to pool because it's there's so many uh, what's the word just uh, there's so many aesthetics you know with the, mm-hmm. the, the the shiny spheres they're pretty and all the colors and you know the clicking sounds and, the, and seeing the physics in action I think it's just the first time I love seeing a, a kid seeing pool for the first time mm-hmm. and I think it's just uh, there's something about it that's kind of visceral or you know or, yeah. or touches the senses in many ways the colors and the sounds and the sights and the physics going on and Absolutely. and the, 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 the geometric beauty of it all you know these it's just it's just uh, beautiful on so many levels you know it is and you know I can remember because I'm not that old knock on wood um, I can remember being a kid and being enamored being completely compelled by the mystique of all that and how grown up it felt to be able to get onto the table and do some of the things that the grown ups were doing when we were kids, you know, it just seemed yeah. like, wow, that's just magical how they make those balls move around like that. And even when we made the first couple of simple shots, we thought we were awesome, you know, like, okay, I'm oh, a, yeah. I'm a pull shark now. <laughs> I, re- I remember those, I remember those days well myself too, because my mother actually worked in a bowling alley when I was very young. And uh, so I bowled. I bowled since I could walk. <laughs> mm, there you go. But the bowling alley, like 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 a lot of bowling alleys in the old days, had had a pool hall in it. Yeah. A beautiful pool hall. Sure. With, uh, you know, I was little, so the the place looked gigantic to me. But you know, now I don't I don't I don't know. It looked like it was like a football field. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. Tables everywhere, and uh, you know, I was just it was just so uh, like you said, it was just so uh, inspiring to see people do stuff at that table and. Um, and there was also like a mystique about it, or you're not allowed in the pool hall because you're not old enough yet. Yes, exactly, <laughs> you know? exactly. So I just couldn't, I couldn't wait to get in that pool hall, and uh, yeah, and loved it ever since. You know, uh, I'll make a confession to you. Um, there was a, a local pool hall that I used to go to, and uh, because we were in small town, conservativeville, USA, they didn't let kids in, and uh, I want to say that the minimum age you had to be 18. And you could only go in during the day. Uh, I want to say at about five or six o'clock in the afternoon, they would kick any of the miners out. And um, I got lucky and had uh, a friend of a friend uh, that actually ended up working in there. So I was able to go in at the at the mature age of seventeen and uh, <laughs> pretended like I was an eighteen year old. And I complied yeah. when five o'clock came around. I would I would split because I didn't want to get caught being younger than I was even supposed to be in the first place. Yeah. 
but then I was there so frequently that um, I guess they just kind of got used to seeing me there, and they stopped kicking me out at five o'clock. And uh, it turned out, yeah, that I would I would be there playing, uh, you know, after dark with some of the grown-ups and stuff. And uh, oh man, I thought I was just the baddest kid. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I'm cool. I get to, <laughs> I get to be in the pool that. hall, and I'm a minor. Yeah. You know, it, it was yeah, fun. That's actually, I think that's actually, uh, I think uh, a difficulty of, of our sport is that. You know, uh, young people can't go into most pool halls in America. Right. I, I kind of wish it was back to the old days. You know, a lot, a lot of people don't like, you know, uh, talking about uh, talking about bowling <laughs> in, in the connection with pool, I think, because of some of the bad history with Brunswick and stuff. But yeah. I think I think uh, that would be a great future for pool is if bowling alleys would uh, would, would put pool tables in again. <laughs> right. Lots of them. Yeah. And, in fact, bowling, bowling is is experiencing a resurgence. You know, not so much the pro tour. It's having difficulties, just like with pro pool. Although the pro tour, the pro bowling tour has done very well in the last five to ten years, it's starting to tail off some now. Yeah. But local, our local bowling establishments here, they're doing very well. Mm-hmm. Like this, we have one here that's putting putting in a laser tag facility, and yeah. and they have kids. You know, they're they're uh, you know their their customers are, are increasing all the time, and the age is going down. So, you know, kids like to you know, and, and families like to go to bowling alleys for fun. Yeah, and, and they're trying to they're trying to expand the definition of fun by having laser tag and putt putt other stuff as part of the bowling experience. I think I think it'd be great if we can get pool tables in all those bowling alleys. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. the 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 bowling alley that's closest to me um, that I have played uh, in a league there for years and years. Um, we 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 go there so frequently that we basically know everybody that works at the darn place. They have one bar box there. Ah. Uh. And it, oh, it's better than zero. It's better yeah, than zero, it's certainly yeah. better than zero. It's just the fact that uh, I think if they had a decent-sized or a decently uh, um, equipped pool room, people would go there to actually play rather than it sort of being an afterthought. Um, because and people of all ages, people of all ages could go. Right, and that's where the – yeah, that was the point is that that's where the, you know, the grown-ups can be bowling – and the kids can be playing pool, or the grown-ups can be playing pool while the kids are bowling. One way or the other, Definitely. you can make it a family affair, and um, there's certainly not nothing wrong with that at all. But anyway, I've taken up enough, enough of your time, sir, and I do appreciate it, Dave, um, for everything that uh, that you do and everything that you, uh, all the work that you've put into every that whole that that. I don't man, it's a treasure trove. That's what I'm looking for. Treasure trove of information there uh, is just astounding. And uh, thank you. I want to personally thank you for doing all of that. Well, thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. I, I do get lots of good feedback from people, and that that certainly makes me feel good. And you know, makes me feel like all the effort I put in is is worth it. You know, that's that's what I'm trying mm-hmm. to do to help people and provide stuff they can use. Great, great. All right. Well, I and give... don't, as a final note, let's not forget to remind people. Donate a small amount to the BEF, yes. either by doing it on the, on the AC Billiards Forum or on the, the BEF website at billiardeducation.org. Absolutely. They, they could use the help. We want to we get that future Moscone, Tup, Moscone Cup team building right now. That's right. That's right. That's, we want to send out the karma, and uh, you know it will be returned to you at a later date. But uh, we need you to bust out your wallet and spend a couple of dollars. It's, to, it's not much to ask, but... Uh, the cause is, is there couldn't be a better cause for it. Definitely. And thank you, Dave, for doing your part to, to help out the billiard industry with your, with your hey. radio project. And I, I like it. Thank you, sir. We uh, are trying to, um, to 
to build communication and cooperation and uh, and and and, it, and it's to everybody's benefit that we do this. So uh, thank you for saying that. Good luck uh, for the remainder of 2014 with uh, all your endeavors and the uh, billiard uh, boot camp there that you got going on. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, sir. And good luck with everybody's game. Yes. All right, guys. We'll talk to you uh, next week. Hi, this is Scott Lee, PBIA Master Instructor from Largo, Florida. And I'm Randy Gettlicker, PBIA Master Instructor from Dallas, Texas. And welcome to the One Minute Pool Instructor. Our topic today, the four venues of pool. Four, huh? The four venues of pool. Holy cow. What are those four venues, Randy? Well, there's a whole lot of different ways in this sport to have fun. I mean... Uh, we can play pool many, many different ways and in different venues. So I think they're broke down into four things. And those four ways are league play, tournament play, recreational play, and gambling. And I'd like to speak a little bit about my love, and that would be league play. Mm-hmm. Um, by nature, I'm a social animal. I like other people. I like to watch other people play. And, and I personally enjoy all the leagues out there. Whether Some are, add different flavors to your pool game. But in general, league play is the least expensive. Um, you get to play a lot of players. You get to see a lot of players play. And you get a statistical ranking of how you played. And it's an opportunity to maybe go out with a group of your friends once a week and and uh, just have a little fun sure, too. Sure, your your football team, uh, your fantasy football team, or your bowling team. Uh, league play is is fantastic way. Now it's not made for everybody. Right. I think you have to be a social person to really enjoy league play. I agree. Right. So the next one then would be tournament play, and and you know there's a, a there are a lot of people out there who uh, like to compete. Uh, there's there's several ways we can compete. We can p- compete in league play. We can compete in tournaments. We can compete uh, recreationally. Uh, we can compete for money. Tournaments happens to be one way where you have to you have to be able to, to play right now. Yeah, you got to uh, bring it. You right only now. you only got one or two chances in a tournament, uh, whether it's single elimination or double elimination. But the the very best players, of course, play the same in any venue, no matter what it is. Yeah, I like I like tournament play from the standpoint. There's probably a little bit of a reward involved. Mm-hmm. In in you get two chances, and, and you really do get to test your skill level against a few other people. You do. But, but tournament, whether it's eight ball, nine ball, single limb or double limb, that's um, exciting for me. I, I'm truly a tournament player. Yeah, it's a good, certainly a great way. And of course, the largest segment is uh, recreational players. Oh, I there, think, there's yeah. There's a hundred times more recreational players than there are thousands, tournament players, league players, gamblers. It's, uh, uh, yeah, I think anybody can go to a bar, to a pool hall, 
to a bowling alley to somebody's house to somebody's house. and that's where most of your pool tables are anyway and enjoy whatever their rules are whatever the game they play whatever they're doing they can enjoy a really nice evening or whatever of playing a game of pool uh, it doesn't have to be league it doesn't have to be organized it doesn't have to be statistical it could actually be a date it sure is yeah so tell us a little bit about gambling as wow. a venue well i'm not so sure gambling has anything to do with pool but let's talk about gambling at pool <laughs> uh, i mean gambling is gambling pool is pool uh, two different things well we sure hear a lot of people out there talk about to be a good pool player you have to gamble I don't, I I'm don't not, think that's no, true. No, I don't think that's true either. I think uh, gambling at pool makes you a better gambler. <laughs> I'm not sure it makes you a better pool player. But uh, uh, the, the, the warning sign is, if you're not getting to be a better pool player, you better quit gambling too. <laughs> so, no, I like to gamble also. Um, uh, and I, I refer to gambling as uh, pocket money. Uh, I, I certainly am not going out and... and uh, spend my mortgage or my car payment or my grocery money um, uh, matched up against somebody that uh, probably wants to take my money but gambling uh, that's fun it's just a different way of expressing how you like to play it's another way to keep score yeah another way oh that's well said um, so whether it's league play tournament play uh, a good old recreational pool or even gambling there are a lot of outlets that you can play this sport and have a really good time doing it. Boy, that is so true. And I think that's a great way to end our segment here. Uh, I'm Scott Lee. And I'm Randy G. And you've been listening to the One Minute Pool Instructor. And join us next week. Hello everybody, welcome to another segment of AZ Billiards on American Billiard Radio. I'm Mike Howerton. I'm joined this week from the Far East Coast by Mike DeShane. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing well. And you, Mike? I uh, can't complain, can't complain. Uh, I don't think I'm Perfect. doing as well as you're doing. Uh, seems like you're back in, in stroke with your game again. Yeah, I'm um, playing pretty well right now. I mean, I, I switched over to OB and I just, I'm playing great with it. Can't, no complaints. Well, I saw you won back-to-back Joss Tour stops, undefeated through both of them. And then in between those, there was an, a, a win at a, a no-conflict rules event. What was that all about? Uh, basically, the tournament was an alternate break format where you rack your, you rack your own nine ball. And no matter what, after the break, unless you scratch, you got to shoot. So uh, the lag was obviously important. And... Um, I actually, I, and it was a quadruple elimination. So there was four brackets set up where if you lost in the first round of the first bracket, you go to the second bracket. And if you lose there, you go to the third and so on and so forth. I, uh, I thought it was a great tournament, to be honest with you. I mean, not just because I won. I just thought that there was, there was no conflict. Who, uh, who came up with this, these rules? Oh, I don't know his last name. Paul, though, he owns um, Gold Crown Billiards in Erie, Pennsylvania. He came up with the rules, and uh, he's pretty proud of it. You know, he should be. It was, it was something, it was unique, and uh, it was fun, actually. 
Well, the last we heard, um, you were getting into artistic pool, and yeah. then weren't you doing something with the APA out there? I was working for the APA. I ended up uh, quitting that job. I just um, I just wanted to pursue professional pool, and, and it took up all my time. You know, I felt like uh, I have a couple more years at least trying to make it in this game, and I didn't want to give that up. When you say a couple more years trying to make it in the game, I mean you're a young guy. Well, yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to focus mainly on playing and getting better. So, does that mean artistic pool is behind you? No, I, I still. I'm going to actually participate in a couple of tournaments this year. Uh, I'm waiting for the schedules, and and um, I actually enjoy artistic pool. I think it's fun, and and a lot of uh, fans enjoy it as well. It's uh, unique, and and and. Um, and uh, actually, pretty tough to do, you know. But it, it's—I enjoy the people as well. They're—they're they're great. They're great guys and girls. Well, I, I know from from seeing the events in Vegas and stuff like that. I mean, they are definitely a hundred percent devoted to that game, and they—they they do take it very seriously. Yeah, uh, yeah, very seriously. Uh, yeah, they have—I mean, I don't know if I'm going to go to the extent of purchasing as many jump cues and and uh, racks and balls and, and everything like that as they do, but I'm always going to have uh, something to do with it, you know? You know, it, it makes me wonder, when you're talking about getting into artistic pool and we're hearing stories about Corey getting into, into playing snooker and Alex is talking about going over and trying to qualify to play snooker, do you see this as the way things are moving, where the top pros are going to be looking at uh, other games to try to to keep themselves going? Well, I think it's where the the, the better organization is. You know, at least, I don't know how. I really haven't looked into artistic pool and how uh, how many tournaments they have and and what they're doing, but. I know that it's something more secure than what's going on in nine ball or 10 ball right now. At least there is a tour, whether or not it pays more or pays less is something that they can rely on and go to every month or two months or whenever they schedule an event. And the same thing with snooker. If, if, if Corey happens to qualify, if Alex happens to qualify, uh, it's something that's every week or every month. I'm not sure of the schedule, so don't call me on that, but, um, I just think I think uh, I actually I think one day I'd like to go after snooker as well. It's, it looks like a fun game, very interesting. Do you have much snooker being played up in your part of the country? No, not at all. I mean, I've played it probably a handful of times. You know, five times in my life. I enjoy the game a lot. I think uh, it makes a lot of sense. And I mean, I, I, I play it okay. I'm not great. I'd have to practice a lot more than, or I'd have to practice a lot to to become good. Sure. Um, my next question, I, I kind of, so that it makes sense, I, I want to explain where my thought pattern came from. Um, mm -hmm. There was a time a couple of years ago where, you know, let's face it, you're you're very uh, emotional about about the game and, and about, mm -hmm. you know, how you feel about the game when you're playing. Uh, there was a time there a couple of years ago where, you know, it, it seemed like maybe you weren't getting along real well with uh, with Tar and with the CSI people. But I noticed 
when CSI was making their announcements as to the players for their invitational events coming up, you were one of the first players to be confirmed for uh, both events. And when I saw yeah. that, it made me stop and wonder, you know, is Mike is Mike mellowing out a little bit? Is maybe he is maybe Mike getting uh, a little better control over his emotions? Uh, am I reading too much into that, or? I, 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 my relationship with CSI has always been good. Um, I may have had a conflict with Justin at one point or another over something stupid that happened in a tournament, but it was it was squashed uh, as soon as probably late, later on that day. You know, it just it really it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, but Mark Mark and I have always gone along and, and shared similar views on on professional pool. Uh, as far as my attitude and stuff, yeah, I mean, I've simmered down a lot. I mean, I don't, I, I've, uh, it's, it's just I'm relaxing, you know, having, enjoying the game a little bit more. I would imagine if you're out there playing and, I mean, let's face it, you're not going to make millions and millions of dollars. It, it must make things a lot easier if you can relax and enjoy the game. You know, if, if you're having fun, at least that's that's better than you know hating what you're doing and not being able to make a living at it. Well, I wouldn't use hating. I I mean, I, I love pool. I'll always love pool. Uh, it's actually it's it's I was it was the money situation. You know, you're going out there and you're you're um, you're playing for your livelihood. You know, and at a time at that time or moment in time, it was it was very tough to to make it in pool. I guess make it. You know. Uh, isn't really making it, but you um, you had to compete with the, with a lot of the great players and 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 deal with them as well. Uh, it's just it's very tough, you know. It's very tough to I can't, I couldn't imagine. I mean, I don't even know how I did it, but I couldn't imagine somebody very young trying to pursue pool right now in its state. I think that hopefully with some of the um, some of the things that are going on, some of the individuals can change the game. You know, I, I Mark Wilson's uh, school in, in Lindenwood or um, some, Joe Tucker's American Rotation. I just hope that these things work for pool's sake. U.S. Open, you going to play this year? Of course, yeah. They changed the format, I believe. Uh, yes, 128 players, $1,000 entry. Um, are you going to try to get, get in through a qualifier, or are you just going to pony up the money and play? I probably just pony up. Is it invitational or first 128 players? It's just 128 players. I'm probably just pony up a thousand dollars. I don't believe. I mean, unless there's a qualifier close to me, uh, I'm, I'll just I'll just pay the the entry fee. You mentioned uh, Mark Wilson and his school, and I wanted to I wanted to elaborate a little bit on the Mark Wilson side of things. But first, I want to take a short break. Um, We'll take a quick break. We'll come right back, and then I wanted to ask you about Mark Wilson and the Moscone Cup. Of course. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. I'm joined this week by Mike DeShane. Um, I mentioned before the break uh, that I wanted to ask you about Mark Wilson and the Moscone Cup. Um, mm -hmm. I, I mean, when it comes to Moscone Cup, there is a school of thought that we need to put our absolute 
top five talented players on a team if we're going to have any chance to beat Team Europe. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to talk about the top five talents in pool right now, you are definitely a part of that conversation. So, you know, it makes me wonder, for example, last week when you were playing on the Joss Tour, it comes down to you and Jeremy and Earl. How much is it bothering you to know that no matter how well you play this year, you're not part of that conversation? Um, it doesn't bother me at all, to be honest with you. You know, I, I I see the direction that Mark is trying to take with the team. I hope it works out for him. Um, you know, if you're if you're if you're going off talent, I, I mean, I don't know if that's the best team, but it's definitely a group of individuals that will uh, mesh well together and hopefully bring us home a win. Now, you played two years ago over in Europe. Mm-hmm. For the players who have not played under that kind of pressure yet, um, what are they in for? I mean, do they have any idea what they're in for? Uh, that was probably uh, the hardest thing to deal with in my entire life, you know, pool-wise. It was definitely intense, you know. Um, I was like, I was like, in awe with, with the crowd and the way they reacted. And I heard this year the crowd's going to be maybe three times as big. Um, you know, I just want to wish them good luck. You know, it's going to be tough for them, if they, especially they've never, I don't think they've ever experienced, or maybe some have, like Oscar, Shane, uh, John Schmidt, Corey. Um, but uh, it's going to be tough for them, for the, for, the, for the players that have no experience. It's definitely um, shocking, you know, just to see these people act the way they do. Not that it's a bad thing, but they just, it just it's, it's crazy. It was very intense for me. It's got to make you stop, you know, going back to the previous question. It's got to make you think that there is a way to make this pool, you know, to make professional pool work when you see the kind of crowds out there for that event and and the way that they support their team and their players. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I guess maybe in Europe. I, I don't know. I don't know how it is here in the United States compared to Europe or the the pool fans. I don't know how many fans there are over there or how many people actually play pool in Europe. Um, but, I mean, I hope there's a way. I, I definitely think there's a way. Hopefully we get to find it one day. So have you spoke to Mark Wilson about uh, Moscone Cup at all? I mean, are you are you making yourself, you know, making it known to him that you're available not for this year but for, you know, for years down the road? No, I mean, I never, I haven't contacted him or or spoke to him. I, to be honest with you, that was the that was the, the thing about the Moscone Cup that disappointed me the, the most is that I he I believe he interviewed the eight players that were selected and just just um, you know neglecting to talk to me in its entirety was was something that was very disappointing. So, you know, something that you know. Uh, him telling me, you know, we're not going to select you because of this, because of this, you know, something maybe I could have worked on or, or tried to improve in the next years. You know, I, I, that was probably the most disappointing thing that out of the whole not being selected thing. And when you mention that, you know, you say that it's definitely going to be a team that, that gels together and, and how, how important do you think that is to, the possible success of Team USA? Well, I, when the two years I played, Mike, 
we got along as a team fine. You know, we interacted, we did things together, went out to dinners, played tennis one year, worked out. We we had a good time, made each other laugh, which was the most important thing. Um, I think that, I think it's a lot different playing on the cup compared to just in tournaments year round. Um, I think that it's a, it's a key element, but I think it just comes naturally. So you're saying it's not something that you can you can force. It's just something that you have to put the team together and and allow it to happen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I know that if I had disputes with anybody when I played previously with you know or anybody on the team that I happened to play previously with in tournaments, there we kind of just put everything aside and focused on winning and came together as a team. I think that that's going to happen this year, no matter who the five are. I think that they're going to they're going to have the same energy and they're going to want to win. Well, I don't think I don't think the team has ever lacked in a want to win, but sometimes it just seems like they don't take it seriously. I mean, I mean, don't don't get me wrong that what? that came out wrong, but you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely, no, I know what you're talking about, and um, luckily I wasn't a part of any. I don't think I was a part of any teams that. Uh, maybe gave that impression, but um, I do see what you're saying with that, and I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a response. To that. I don't really know why. If 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 they didn't want to win, I don't know why they wouldn't want to or wouldn't put their 110 percent into it. You know, my next question was going to be, you know, what do you suggest? You know, let's say you're Mark Wilson. Where do you go from here? I mean, do you? Do you like the direction that things are moving, um, or would you, from your experience, like to see things move in a different direction? And I'm not saying should we put Mike DeShane on the team. I'm saying you know you not as a as a player who would like to be competing. Where do you think we should be going? I'm not going to say in Mark's Mark's uh, standpoint say something in Mark's standpoint. But I, the only thing I wish about pool is that is that we we had some type of rankings that could just uh, put you on the team or, or maybe, uh, you know, cause uh, what I didn't, what I didn't like about this year is, is that some of the players were, were obviously favorites of his that had no time in professional tournaments throughout the year, which that, that was, that was another thing that kind of bothered me is, we're just going to pick the team, hand select the team off people who we think will do well. I mean, I don't know if I understand that concept, but that's what I wish. I wish Pool had. I wish we stood by some type of rankings or some type of shooting average out of all the tournaments that you play in in the year. I don't know. I don't know how it would be uh, or what could happen, but I think that's the direction we need to go. Well, again, if you know that comes down to organization, and and at the moment we don't have that. Well, I know, yeah. So, what do you have coming up on your calendar? Um, I'm going to play in the. I think it's the Quebec, Quebec Open. I'm not sure the 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 right name of it, but that's in um, Bedford Mines, Ontario, I believe. Um, that's in the middle of May, and then there's another tournament right after the Ginky Memorial. And then there's another tournament at Snookers, the Joss Tour. There's a bunch coming up, actually. And then um, I'm not sure what's going on in June, but July, obviously, we have the DCA uh, or the U.S. Open 10 ball and the U.S. Open 8 ball, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, you playing Turning Stone this year? Oh, of course, yeah. I love Turning Stone. It's a great place. 
Mike puts on a great event there. Yeah, he does. He, it's a great venue. It's it's just a, an all around good tournament. It's a shame they're only having one this year. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully next year there's two again, but never know. Well, it sounds like you've got a lot of stuff coming up. Sounds like your game's uh, back to where you want it to be. So I wish you luck out there. Thank you, Mike. All right, I'll let you get back to practicing. Thanks for giving us some time today. Take care. Talk to you later. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Go Play Pool Apps Featured Room of the Week on American Billiard Radio. Today, I am talking to Luther Gillespie, the owner of Hustler's Pool Hall in Mount Airy, North Carolina. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. How about yourself, Marianne? I'm doing really good, too. Thank you. So why don't you uh, give us a little information about Hustlers? I've been in business for nine years. This is my third location. I stay on the same street in (laughs) Mayberry, as we fondly call it. Uh, (laughs) Uh, But, uh, you know, nine years, and it's gone really well for me. That's great. Yeah. Why don't you uh, fill in uh, the listeners on the whole Mayberry thing? The uh, Mayberry, of course, that's Andy Griffith, you know, the Barney, and uh, all of his comrades. They're, uh, they, it was never filmed here, but it was based on this town. This is where Andy came from, and uh, he always had a pool hall he could go to until he left. Uh, so I'm trying to carry on that, that <laughs> tradition. That's awesome. That's definitely some good trivia there for you. I like that. So tell us about uh, any tournaments that you have going on in your room right now. Uh, Thursday night, Thursday evening, 8 o'clock, time up 8.30 uh, break. Uh, I have a $150 nine ball, you know, 50 for a second, 100 for first. And then I'll follow that up with a $250 tournament on Friday night. I'll pay three spots, 150 75 and then 25 And, of course, with uh, with both tournaments, I have uh, a break and run. And they're, they're doing really well. They, they climb and they go, they climb, they go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get quite a few players out of Winston-Salem, and uh, we draw quite a few from... From Dublin, Whitfield, Pulaski, Virginia, we're right on the Virginia-North Carolina border. Right. So we're, we're getting quite a few players from, from down in North Carolina and right out of Virginia. So uh, it, it's been really successful. That's great. That's great. It's good to uh, hear that, you know, people have a good room to travel to. Apparently you're doing something right as they're coming from, from air, everywhere, huh? <laughs> Our main objective is to keep it safe in, in the uh, in the pool hall. Uh, people people tend to depend on someone to keep it safe. So since I own it, I, I tend to take on that role also. They they come here, they feel safe, they shoot, they can win some money, they can lose some money, of course. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's an all real good atmosphere. That's good. Story of a pool player's life, right? Win some, lose some, huh? That's exactly. That's exactly. So, uh, are are there any other tournaments or anything that you've got coming up? 
What I've got coming up in the future is, is a, a larger tournament. Uh, once every two months, I'm going to put on a $500 tournament, you know, with a, a $25 entry. And, and of course, when I don't, when I don't reach my goal, my break-even goal, then I'll, I'll add the money to it, up to, up to the guarantee, you know. I will guarantee my, my payout. Right. Uh, and, and that'll be coming every other month, uh, First, starting next month in the uh, month of May, and, well, great. and of course the uh, in-house leagues. You know, I'll, I'll have those. Those are being put together as we speak, uh, and and those two also look really, really promising. Oh, great! That's 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 awesome. Why don't you let everybody know where you're located, your address, and, and your phone number, how they can get in touch with you. Okay, we're we're Hustlers Pool Hall. We're eleven fifty six West Lebanon Street, Mount Erie, North Carolina, fondly known as Mayberry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the phone number is two seven six two six six zero four one seven. That way, you get direct direct contact with me. All right. Uh, and and like I said, the tournaments, the the amounts that I advertise, the amounts that I post are guaranteed mm-hmm. payouts. Uh, and that's regardless if I have enough to to cover it, fine. If I don't, fine. And when I do get uh, more than enough to cover it, more entries than, than what I've guaranteed, mm-hmm. then, of course, I will add a third and or a fourth position, you know, to pay out. Uh, awesome. All of, all of us don't keep all the money all the time. Right. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. That's awesome. Taking care of your players. Well, yeah, you guys will be able to find Hustlers Pool Hall on the Go Play Pool app. We're going to have a profile for them up for a couple weeks, and then hopefully we'll get you guys signed up, and you'll be able to find all their tournaments and all the schedules and everything through the Go Play Pool app. If, uh, if you haven't downloaded it, please do. It's free on Android and iOS. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff on it. We're always having contests and stuff. And if you're a room owner and you want to do one of these interviews, get in touch with me at marianne at goplaypool.com. And make sure you go down and visit Luther and everybody down at Huston's Pool Hall. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to get on the phone with me. Well, I've enjoyed our conversation. I've enjoyed our talk. And I've enjoyed sharing what I do here in my little corner. Uh, awesome. To propose, to propose not only uh, my pool hall but the game of pool. You know, it, exactly. it's, it's growing. Uh, in spite of what people think, pool pool is a growing sport, and I've enjoyed it for many, many years. And and I know you have. And uh, yep. I, I want to share all that. Well, I'm I'm glad that you're taking care of your players and you know your passion for the game is as strong as ever. We need we need that for sure. We need that passion back, definitely. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us on American Billiard Radio for another Go Play Pool app featured room of the week. And thanks for listening.
Welcome back to American Billiard Radio. This is Mark Kentrell and the Legends and Champions Report, brought to you by the old garage cabinets of Mesa, Arizona. And I'm just going to be following on with the series we've been doing so far. We've had Mark Wilson, we've had John Schmidt, we've had Oscar Dominguez, uh, all potentials for the USA team for 2014 Moscone Cup. And I am joined this week by Jeremy Sose. How are you doing, Jeremy? Very good. Thank you. Good. Um, I'm asking everybody basically the same things, you know, just uh, conversations about the team. And uh, First of all, it's got to be a, a real honor to be just picked in the top eight, even if you don't make the, the, the final five. Just there's so many great players out there. It's got to be feel pretty good to be picked in, you know, the top eight. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a real honor. Um, I'm really I'm really thrilled to be honest because I never, you know, about seven years ago when I started playing pool again, I never thought in a million years that I'd I'd be, you know, maybe on the Moscone Cup team. So it's really uh, it's something else, you know. It's kind of uh, it hasn't really sunken in yet, maybe, you know, but. Hopefully everything works out, and I'm on the main team. Well, you've, I'm sure you've watched the Moscone Cup in the past, and yeah. uh, you know the the biggest problem that people seem to have. You know, there's a lot of talk, there's a lot of positives and negatives. Um, the team has been put together a different way this time than it usually has. You usually don't have this much time to pick the team. Um, the, the negatives seem to be that. You guys are a bunch of kids that are going to just get killed out there. <laughs> you know, yeah. basically that's that's the the way people are are, are looking at it. Yeah. Um, but you say that you know, there's still you've got some seasoned people there. You know, Corey, John Schmidt, and uh, obviously Shane. Yeah. So, what, what's your thoughts? What would, what do you say to the people who think that you guys don't have a chance and you're too young and inexperienced? Well, I don't agree. Um... I, I think it's a short format, you know, each set. And I think, you know, out of the people, out of the eight people that are gathered, you know, I think we have a good chance to get the cup back. I really believe that because a lot of us, we all like each other. And I think that's a huge component as to your success there is because I think in the past it's been five guys that some like each other, some don't, and they're competing every day against each other and it's hard to come together i think one time a year and really uh support each other i think but you know if we were to get together ahead of time like we're supposed to um you know i i think we have a good chance you know yeah well you know at the end of the day as i've been saying to everybody it's not about necessarily just the playing ability you guys can all play top rate world class pool yeah. and so it, with the short races with a race to five or six all you guys can run a six pack you know you can, you can all do it so it's not um, it's not our reach um, but the question that I would have to you is, uh, is, is, is as with everybody else other than playing ability Jeremy what do you think you bring to the table for the team what do you bring that's good for the team other than playing ability uh, I would say heart. You know, I I always thought that I had a lot of heart. I don't give up. You know, I come from behind a lot. Um. Uh, I don't know. I mean, 
Well, I, I it's a it's tough question without, you know, yeah. without yeah. blowing your trumpet too much, you know, without blowing your own trumpet. Yeah, sometimes people don't, you know, uh, like to show off their own uh, accomplishments or credit themselves with anything. Yeah. But there's there's so much more to the selection this year than just playing ability. And so that's uh, that's why I ask, you know. I think the team this year could possibly have a better dynamic, like as a whole, just just because I think that we would be, you know, I mean, obviously we're going to be the underdogs, and I think that we can use that to our advantage, you know, more than years past, you know, and uh, I think if if we support each other, we can do it. Right. It's, and and you're right. Um, somebody else has said the same thing. You you can turn the negative into a positive um, yeah. that you you are the underdogs and again a lot of people don't really give you a whole lot of chance but having said that you're right you, 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 Europe have got everything to prove they, the only, if they go out there and, and they're scared of losing because yeah. it's gonna, they're going to look silly yeah. now just because of the hype yeah yeah, all the pressure up. I think would be on them. You know, I mean, I, I feel like we're in a, a, a win-win situation. You know, right? Um, you've never been exposed to anything like the Moscone Cup atmosphere before, and that's not a, a, a dig at you. There's not very many people that have uh, yeah. been in that position, and. Everybody says this, even the season players. You have no idea what you're gonna, what it feels like when you get out there the first time. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, what do you? How are you going to prepare yourself for that? Can you prepare yourself for it? Um, it's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I've gone over the scenario a lot of times in my own head. You know, thinking about it and. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you can prepare yourself for it. I don't think you really can. I think you can prepare, you know, uh, as best you can inside yourself. But once you get out there, I know it's a different story. It's easy to think about it in your living room or your bed, and and it, it seems like you know, but you're not there. When you're there, it's a, you know, it becomes reality, you know. But uh, you know, I think I, I still think all the experienced players like Ralph and. Uh, you know, Darren, I think they're going to be nervous too, you know, so uh, you just got to deal with it, I guess, somehow. Yeah, and, excuse me, I asked the question knowing that, you know, I could just hear your answer because knowing, everybody I think knows that, that you can't really prepare for for this. It's just yeah. a, such a different animal. It's is different than, uh, you know, being in the final of the U.S. Open. You know, a final of a, the World Ten Bowl is just a, a strange situation. And, and apparently this year uh, in Blackpool, it's got to be really, really loud. And uh, for anybody who doesn't like to hear noise while they're playing, they're going to be in trouble. Yeah. I don't know how much you've heard about this, uh, uh, the Blackpool, the Tower Circus Arena. I've seen uh, the. I haven't heard much about it. I, I've seen a picture of the arena. Uh, it, it looks, you know, it's something else. It's definitely going to be 
you know, a, a unique venue for sure. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. I, I, you know, I hope I make the main team and hope things work out, and I, I think we can get the, the cup back. Well, I guess Mark's going to be announcing the final uh, five, I think, in October, uh, before the U.S. Open is what I am led to believe at this point. Um, do you do you think? Uh, well, have you had a chance to get together with Mark since he picked the, the eight contenders? Have you been? Uh, to, to, I think he was. Who was? I think somebody was with him at Linwood University. Went there just to do some uh, training, some practice, and and chit chat. Uh, have you had a chance to get together with Mark? Do you speak to him very often? Um, I've only been in contact with him over the phone and through email. Uh, I haven't seen him since, uh, I believe, the Derby City Classic. Um, but I haven't, definitely haven't seen him since he announced the eight. Um, okay. Now, did, you know, did you know him before? Um, no. I, I knew that he was a good player. You know, I knew who he was. Uh... I, you know, I obviously knew what he looked like and everything, but I had never spoken to him um, until until the, you know, he got announced to uh, be the captain, and then I talked to him at Derby City about it, and that was the first time we ever spoke. But I like the guy, I, you know, I, I can uh, I can relate to him, and there's not a lot of people in pool I can relate to sometimes, but uh, he's definitely one of them. Right. Well, he's got. Uh, he's uh, as I've said before, he's either gonna look like a hero or a zero. At the end of all this, he's got a, a huge job on his, uh, uh, you know, ahead of him. Yeah. Because if you guys go out there and win, he's go he's going to be a hero. Yeah. If you don't win, you know, he, he, he's going to be, oh, man, we knew it. He, he's worthless. That was a stupid idea uh, and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. So he's kind of, he's got a lot on his shoulders to, to make sure that things go right. And, yeah. and you know... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I just, you know, people uh, people have opinions. Everyone's got opinions, and uh, I think he should just stick to, you know, his heart and, and, and go with the way he feels, and, and I think it'll be fine. You know, you yeah. can't listen to people because they all, they, you know, they all have their opinions on this or that, but in reality it has no bearing on, on what's going to happen. You know, we, we have that uh that uh, that power to make it happen, you know. So let people think what they want. Yeah. Well, he's got uh, the uh, the opportunity this time to, um, you know, create something new and something different. And um, you know, last year we you know we all know what happened last year, and that was with some, uh, as you know, arguably some of the greatest players in the world, uh, yeah. or definitely some of the greatest players. Legendary players uh, from the United States. Yeah, and the team, team Europe just—they played phenomenal from start to finish, though last year. I, you know, I don't know if any team assembled could have beat them the way they played last year. You know, I, I don't think it's a knock really to the Americans. I mean, they just—you know—I watched the whole thing, and, and every one of them played great from from, from start to finish. You know, and. It's obvious. Right. It's it's obvious that their work ethic and uh, you know their training is is paying off. <laughs> That's for sure. You know, I, I don't think that in the past years that the U United States has taken it anywhere near as serious as they have. Right. You know, maybe I'm wrong, but it doesn't appear that way. But 
Well, they, you know, they, 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 they do all kind of get together and stick together and, uh, and, and kind of bond. And I'm not sure. I mean, you, know, you obviously know you wear around a pool table a lot better than I do. But as an observer, I think the Europeans play very well. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not sure that they played so fabulous that nobody ever could have beaten them. I think what they did is they did a fabulous job of making every shot count and taking advantage of the mistakes that the USA made. I mean, yeah. if they made a mistake, and boom, they were there. It was, it was done. Yeah, so, their team unity is stronger, too. It, it, you know, I, I go to all the big tournaments, and, and, you know, a lot of them hang out with each other. You know, they're, you know, they're grouped together a lot. They, you know, there, there's a camaraderie there. You know, they're competitive with each other, but I think there's more of a camaraderie there between, than amongst the United States players. And I think that's a huge component as to why they're doing good. Right. You know? Well, having said that, do you, get, do you know everybody, the eight players that have potentials? You know, yeah, the only the the only player I don't know that well is Justin Bergman. Everybody else I know I know real well. Okay. Well, we're gonna. I guess we'll see what uh, what comes about. It's definitely a, a good opportunity, and hopefully you and uh, John and Justin Bergman, everybody who's a, a potential, will take advantage of each other's company. I guess. When you go, if you go to a, a tournament and you're, you guys are all there, I'm not sure what's coming up where you guys will all be in the same place. But you guys really do. I think you guys all got to get together and uh, support each other and try and build that camaraderie over the year. You know, or what's left of the year before uh, the, before the uh, Moscone Cup. Yeah. And uh, I think it's, I think it's a good thing for pool uh, bringing the younger, you know players into it um, it's just you know, just like everybody says is there an inexperience factor there or does that make you more hungry to prove people wrong or hey, I've got this chance I better take it now well for me, you know, being uh, being the underdog suits me you know, and uh, you know, all the pressure I think is going to be on them and not that there's not going to be pressure there's going to be tremendous pressure, you know, but Overall, I, I think uh, it's going to work for us. I, I really do. Right. Well, I tell you, I've, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to give us your thoughts and uh, insights. And is, is there anybody you would like to say hello to? Any sponsors? Anybody you'd like to mention? Yeah, I'd like to say uh, thanks to uh, Kamui Tips and Predator Products. They're my two sponsors. And uh, thanks for Mark for giving me the opportunity. And uh, thanks to everybody tuning in, listening, and all the fans. I appreciate it. All right, Jeremy, I appreciate your time. And uh, hopefully when they name the five, if you're on those five, uh, we can have you back on and uh, talk to you again about how you feel and see if anything's changed. Thank you. Hope so. All right, Jeremy, thank you very much. Thank you. And that will wrap it up for this week. That was Jeremy Sose, one of the Moscone Cup 8 picks. And uh, this is Legends and Champions Report. This is Mark Cantrell on American Billiard Radio. Till next week, take care.